Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Unruffled ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. There's nothing like being totally engrossed in a good mystery or thriller. Audible has thousands of immersive audiobook titles to spark your imagination and get your heart thumping. Since it's summer, you might want to check out The Vacation Rental. Very well told and very unsettling. You won't want to turn it off. And since this is a parenting podcast, I should also mention that audiobooks are a wonderfully enriching experience for children because they aren't passive entertainment like other kids' media. They engage your child's imagination and can nurture both listening and language skills. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. That's audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 today. You can count on T-Mobile to help keep you connected. After investing billions to light up their network from big cities to small towns, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, when you switch to T-Mobile, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus Verizon and AT&T. Visit your neighborhood store or tmobile.com to switch. Plan savings with T-Mobile, third line free on essentials via monthly bill credits versus comparable available plans. Plan features may vary. Credits stop if you cancel or change plans. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury and welcome to Unruffled. In this episode, I'm going to be responding to a question about teaching a child to say sorry. Before I begin, I want to give a special shout out to Millie. Millie is a two and a half year old in one of my parent toddler classes. And I just discovered last week that Millie listens to my podcasts. Her mother told me that she requests that they be turned on in the car and (laughs) she (laughs) likes listening to them. So I'm very flattered. I couldn't be more flattered actually. So Millie, I just want to say thank you so much. And I enjoy you in class so much. We have such a good time. We have this little joke where we rush through wiping her hands before snack time. But I really get a kick out of her. Millie, thanks again for all the encouragement and support. Okay, here's a note that I received on Facebook. Hello, my son is four and four months and refuses to apologize ever. I've always followed your page and, by and large, try to follow your direction. But it's becoming a bit of a problem. He's getting in trouble for not saying sorry at daycare, and he just won't ever say sorry for anything. I feel like he is big enough to feel genuinely sorry about stuff? Question mark. I've never really pushed the sorry thing. Instead of insisting on apologies, I have always just commented on the events and tried to find the feelings. For instance, you hit Alice and now she's crying. How do you feel about Alice crying because you hit her? This has never produced an apology. Recently, I've been trying to help him find his way to saying sorry a bit more forcefully, though. Here's an example. Today, he hit me because I wouldn't give him something, and I said, Ow, that hurt. You hit me. I won't let you hit me. We've talked many times about hitting being wrong, and now I'm feeling hurt, sad, and cross because you did. I'd feel better if you said sorry to me. He immediately started yelling and crying and then insisted that, no, I should say sorry to him for making him sad. I'm not sure what to do. 
I'm also seven months pregnant, which is certainly affecting his behavior. He's acting out in other ways. But this I'm sorry problem has been ongoing forever. Okay, first of all, it's important to recognize that our children are very aware of all the subtleties and nuances in our interactions with them, how we're feeling, and in all the messages that uh, we send through our words and our actions. They're aware from birth. Thankfully, studies are showing this now. So it's not just something that observers like my mentor Magda Gerber and others of us who spend a lot of time observing children, it's not just us saying we see this all the time. There are actually studies that have been conducted on this. So children are very aware. And even when it feels like we're not pushing something at all, or we're feeling like we're being very laid back about our child learning something, like in this example to say, I'm sorry, our child is tuning in when we say, you hit Alice and now she's crying. How do you feel about Alice crying? Because you hit her. Now, when I put myself in that child's position, or I think of somebody saying this to me, it's very obvious to me that they want me to feel sorry that I hit her and to say I'm sorry or do something about it. I feel put on the spot and I feel like my parent is maybe judging me and it doesn't feel like the air is clear and I can come to looking at the situation myself, having that moment to come to on my own that I actually do feel bad that I did that and I am sorry. To get to that place, I need time, a moment. Even for me, at my more mature state, I still need that bit of time to be able to get to that kind of vulnerable, humble place of being able to say that I'm sorry. If I'm feeling attacked or if I'm feeling judged or demands are being put on me, I'm feeling pressured, it's going to feel really, really hard for me to get to that place where I can genuinely feel regret and want to apologize. For example, let's say I did something stupid in my car, which I've done before, of course, many times. And let's say I know I did something wrong. Maybe it was even dangerous. I made a mistake. I've cut someone off. Maybe I didn't see them in my blind spot or whatever. And if this person came up alongside me, then I might mouth the words, I'm sorry, through the window. But if that same person was honking at me, yelling, doing all kinds of things that I don't want to say in case Millie's still listening, then I would be feeling defensive. I wouldn't be able to get to that place very easily to say, I'm sorry. If I did, it would be kind of a defensive, I'm sorry, if anything, but... I probably wouldn't say I'm sorry if somebody put me in that position where I couldn't get to that place of feeling humble and want to be kind to that person. So it might seem that wanting our child to do the right thing, that we can't really compare that to somebody angry in their car. But the truth is that children are so sensitive, even more sensitive than we are, and aware and so tuned into us that a little bit of judgment of us can feel like a real blast on them. Our impatience can almost feel like an attack on them, just something that makes them freeze up. They feel all that energy and vibration from us. They feel our discomfort, and that makes it really hard, again, for them to get to this place that they need to get to, to be able to humbly apologize. So I think understanding this process and how children perceive things 
can be really helpful to being able to teach our children something as important as saying I'm sorry and really meaning it. We want them to mean it when they say it, right? We don't want them to just say, I'm so sorry, angrily, because my mother made me say this, and then now I'm going to go back and do it again because I wasn't really sorry and I didn't really have empathy. And now I feel rejected by my mother, so I'm feeling even more scared, angry, or defensive. Now, the way we can teach apologies is to model empathy, model regret, be the humble apologizer we want our children to be. That doesn't mean we're apologizing in a, I feel so sorry for you, sympathetic way. Oh, I'm so sorry that I had to say no to you about this. But from a place of strength and honesty and genuineness, we might say, I'm sorry this made you upset. But at the same time, we're feeling like we're doing the right thing. Or maybe we say, ah, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. And I don't think I did the right thing there. I've changed my mind and I want to make it up to you. So apologizing to our child, having our child see us apologize to other people from that place of genuine regret and empathy, that will override whatever we try to ask them to say or tell them to say. So if we're telling them to say, I'm sorry, or if we're kind of without meaning to being a little shaming by saying, look, how do you feel about that? This girl is crying because you hit her. That's not why we're doing it. We feel like we're helping our child see something that's valuable and important. But children perceive those things themselves. They see that child crying, and they know that they did something that caused that, and they're taking it all in. It takes them a longer time to take things in than it does us as adults. It takes longer for those pennies to drop, for them to process situations in these early years. Every situation is like a new situation to them. They don't have a quick, glib response to it. And as I was saying, I don't either as a grown-up, so I think we can maybe understand that. So for them, everything is new. They're open to learning about it, but they need time to digest what happened. Oh, wow, she's crying. I think I did that. They need that open space and time and calm, safe vibrations coming from us. Trusting vibrations. If we're in a situation where something like that happens, I recommend apologizing to the child ourselves. So saying, I'm so sorry that happened. Rather than focusing on my child at that point, I would focus on the child who'd gotten hurt and model a true apology. Now, I'd just like to quickly touch on the way this parent described her more recent strategy to be more forceful about encouraging her child to say sorry. And again, I totally understand the impatience and frustration of our children not being able to perform this yet, and I totally get the desire. We feel like it's our job, right, to make sure that our children have these social graces. This comes from a really wonderful place of wanting to do the best for our children. My point is, I don't believe that it works that way, so I don't think it will actually help. The example she gives is, today he hit me because I wouldn't give him something, and I said, Ow, that hurt. You hit me. I won't let you hit me. We've talked many times about hitting being wrong, and now I'm feeling hurt, and I'm sad, and I'm cross. I'd feel better if you said sorry to me. And she says he immediately started yelling and crying and insisted that she should say sorry to him for making him sad. So let's consider this from his perspective. At age four, he probably already knows that this hurt her. Usually children learn this 
by our reaction the very first time they hit, which could be at age one or age two. So this isn't going to be news to him that he did something he shouldn't do. Why that matters is that if we add too much dialogue around that, if we say too much about it, then we're giving a lot of attention to the behavior and there's more chance we're going to be putting him in a defensive place. And it's challenging for a child to pop out of that and say something vulnerable like, I'm sorry. And remember, this kind of lashing out is impulsive behavior. She says, he hit me because I wouldn't give him something. I think I've said this before, impulsive behavior doesn't mean that he doesn't know it's wrong. It means that he doesn't know why he's doing it. Just something in him made him do that. And that's why not giving it a lot of attention is going to help. So if we just say, ow, that hurt. It hurts when you hit me. I don't want you to do that. Then he might feel the room to say, I'm sorry, when he comes to his senses and reason takes over the impulse. But not if he's getting more discussion and lecturing around that. And then, of course, there's a big aha here that she's pregnant. So she's right. That is part of the issue here. She's probably going to see more of these impulsive behaviors happening now because her child likely feels challenged, as all children do, by the mystery around this, by this shift in focus from him to this other person that's going to be there. And there's a lot of fear that goes around the unknown of this situation. And that fear is putting him into a more vulnerable place with her where he's getting touched off more easily. And that's why we see more impulsive behavior around times like this. Children's impulses get the better of them when they feel a little afraid and out of control. But she says this issue was going on before that. And I think that's because she, without meaning to, has been putting a little pressure on or he feels her intense disappointment in him in these moments. That alone can be pressurizing for a child because right from birth, they're feeling everything coming from us. They can feel if we're in a hurry and we're trying to get somewhere and we're changing their diaper, and they're gonna put the brakes on because they're feeling they're not comfortable in this moment with me. So every little thing our children know. And that's why we really, really want to trust them around developing genuine manners. Trust that they're going to learn these things through our modeling. They are going to learn them in time. We've got to believe the best in our children and take that leap of faith. And then we find, as thousands of us have, that our child will show these manners and they'll show them authentically the way we want them to. So I hope some of this helps. Thank you so much for listening. For more, I've written about this in a post called You'll Be Sorry. Also, there's a lot of information about teaching our children manners and where to set limits and how to set limits and how to deal with hitting and other difficult behaviors. There's a lot of information about that in my book, No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame. Both of my books are available on Amazon in paperback and on audible.com and also an ebook on Kindle and apple.com and barnesandnoble.com. And in case you are wondering, this podcast is an updated edition of a previously released podcast. Thanks again for listening. We can do this. 
you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.